Salutations, Starlights, and Ave Babylon. Please receive my warm welcome to this show, Babylon Rising, a queer podcast about liberation magic, art, and the occult. This episode of the show, I'm looking forward to returning to a beloved topic, uh, Satanism and demon worship. Uh, This is a topic I've spoken about before in my episode called Satanic Feminism. That's been a little while ago now. Um, I took a little extra week off before getting to this episode. I've been so ready to record and lacking in inspiration for some reason, but I'm back again talking about Satanism. In the episode, Satanic Feminism, um, I mostly spoke about the potential for Satanism to complement progressive politics and a bit about some basic Satanic beliefs, as well as like, you know, different kinds of Satanism, that kind of thing. Um, But obviously, there are still loads of misconceptions about Satanism or demon worship and or, you know, invocation, evocation, whatever you're doing involving demons and magic um, all over the place and even in popular witchcraft communities. Um, so I'll clear some of that up right now. Uh, so first off, the demons of Western esotericism weren't wholesale invented by Christians, although the church has certainly influenced how we see these spirits today. They have very interesting, complicated history. Uh, they also aren't beings of pure evil or pure malintent set out to get you or to ruin your life. Um... And yes, the term demon originates from Greek, um, meaning just a powerful spirit. And actually, the majority of practices associated with, you know, Goetia um, also originate from ancient Greek and magical, uh, ancient Greek magical practices, as well as some syncretization with early Jewish magic. Um, However, I actually don't mean to get into a history lesson at all. I just think that this is an important history um, leading up to what you can expect from a modern practitioner of, you know, the left-hand path, generally speaking, right? Generally speaking, demonic spirits range from benign to mischievous to very, very powerful, dangerously powerful, but not necessarily evil, actually. At the end of the day, and maybe that's a little scary for some people to acknowledge, a spirit can ruin your life or fuck your shit up, no matter what kind of entity it is. People, and people don't see it as evil necessarily when you're praying to Aphrodite for true love and then you like break up with your boyfriend and it's horrible and it ruins your life. You're probably going to see that as like, oh, it was part of the process. Aphrodite wanted what was best for me. Well, guess what? Demons want what's best for you too, okay? Um, And they're not necessarily going to disrupt your life either. Um, They almost always have the ability to impart great knowledge or skill um, having to do with plants or crystals, um, 
physical ability. Uh, Satan is included in this, by the way, as far as like demons generally being in possession of great knowledge and being willing to give that to you. People who practice Satanism um, uh, or any spiritual path that involves demons do so with great benefit to themselves and to their lives. They don't just do this kind of stuff for revenge or for evil or because they're edgy. Oh my gosh, obviously that's not why somebody should practice any spiritual path. Um, Moving on, this episode, I want to talk more about the spiritual practice of Satanism from my queer femme perspective that mainly has to do with Satanism as a path for self-affirmation and self-actualization. And I hope by this point, you'll be open to genuinely hearing what I have to say. So I spoke a bunch about self-actualization in episode four, Dreams and Magic, that also was a little while ago. Um, But to catch up to speed in case you haven't listened to that, even though I definitely recommend that you do, I would generally describe self-actualization as interrogation of our unconscious and conscious mind in order to reconcile ourselves, making us more whole individuals instead of getting in our own way by fracturing ourselves in response to our various, you know, trials, tribulations, traumas, etc. And I think self-affirmation is more self-explanatory, living our lives oriented around affirming our lifestyles, our identities, our value as individuals, and our true will, and implicitly doing the same for others as well. Um, I think you know, true self-respect translates into true respect for others, generally speaking. Um, I think these concepts I've just quickly gone over, you know, self-affirmation, self-actualization can be encapsulated in the satanic idea of the black flame. The black flame, which is, you know, supposed to be the gift of individuality and human spirit we all possess. Satan, the adversary, Satan who stands in the face of authoritarian hegemony at all costs, undoubtedly nurtures this, you know, human spirit, this black flame within us all. And there isn't anything inherently wrong with nurturing your own black flame through magic or through mundane means. There isn't one good reason for people to have their own individual personhood oppressed at all. That shouldn't be the case for any single individual. And the fact that that currently is the case in this world is reprehensible. Um, On this God-forsaken planet, we are nothing more than a collective of individuals, and that's okay. We've got to be able to balance that humans are social creatures with a need to organize and collectivize with the truth of our own personal sovereignty. Uh, And clearly we are lacking this balance at the moment, considering the current state of the world where people get mad at you for changing your gender. Guess what? Fuck that. Fuck people who get mad at you for changing your gender. And fuck, especially living inside of a superstructure of imperial neoliberalism. Because that's that sucks the most, doesn't it? It just sucks. Satan would not approve. <laughs> Clearly for me, Satan is someone who encourages me and anyone else who falls outside of the status quo to live freely in the face of hegemony, despite sometimes the great costs, because we are worth fighting for and we are worth loving and respecting. Um, and I don't think anybody could convince me otherwise at this point. <laughs> 
making Satan a part of my life has made me much more eager to respect myself for who I am, a black femme, you know, made me more able to face my flaws and shadows, dealing with my own insecurities and learning, you know, suppressing what I have to say and makes me want very, very deeply want to help uplift uplift you dear listener because i think almost everyone almost every single person deserves to live a fulfilling life where they can be reconciled in the light of the black flame (laughs) uh sorry if you can hear any noise in the background there's nothing i can really do about that so the first time i wanted to invoke satan was so I, i was so so nervous about it and I went through with it, um, the ritual, and I felt so much better afterwards. I felt very empowered. The following day, though, I was at my desk working um, in the evening. It was the evening, so the sun was setting, but it was still light outside, and I was working at my desk. Um, I dropped my eraser, though, and it, like, bounced and rolled behind my chair. Um, So I turned around in my chair, um, like, bent over to pick up the eraser, obviously, when... I came, like, face to legs with this, like, massive, like, nine feet tall, pitch black, like, horns entity. And I shrieked. I screamed. I, like, dropped the eraser again. I was freaked the fuck out. Um, I was so freaked out. And, you know, although I've seen some pretty weird things since I've been practicing for, like, I think coming on like nine years or something like that um that is one of like the most vivid experiences I've had also like an experience that's freaked me out the most because even though I've had similarly vivid or weird experiences nothing has been so freaky to me I don't know why I was so freaked out anyways when I freaked I like whipped my head around and like dropped the eraser again but when I looked back um, for the figure, it was gone. Just poof, out of nowhere. I don't know where it went. I don't know where it came from. Sorry, I just had to take a sip of my tea because it's cold as shit. Anyways, I sort of felt like that was a test of like my will. And honestly, as much as I freaked out, I've only become more interested in this kind of magical practice. Um, now when I invoke Satan, I feel much more connected to my own power. Um, and I will end up in situations where it's like more necessary for me to wield or assert that power, which I think is interesting. These are just, by the way, I'm recounting like notes. Um, cause if you don't already be a good little magician and take notes about the effects of rituals and spells you do, because I want you to be a good little magician. Okay. Okay. Um, anyways, I've been practicing with Satanic Invocation and with Philomegaton, and I'm feeling so spiritually nurtured. I would highly recommend 10 out of 10. Um, I would say my journey, um, to Satanism started summer 2018 when I was working very intensely with actually Nyx, the primordial goddess of chaos. Um, and when I would speak to her, she would give me these very dark experiences. Um, and yet she would say to me like, oh, Rhea, like, you need to seek out the darkness. And I was I was confused because I was like, isn't that what I'm doing right this moment? Isn't that what you're helping me to do right now? And I think she always meant for my path to take this direction, really, and that this is what she was talking about. She was like, the, like 
my work with her was like a pit stop on the way to, you know, where I am now with Satanism and demon magic. Um, anyways, and, you know, in case you're worried for me, because sometimes I speak to like my non- magical friends and I talk about some of my experiences not even in such great detail um and they're like you know Rhea I'm so worried for you um are you okay I don't want you to um die to rancid breath that's an inside joke between a friend and I because um I was talking to her about some goetic demons and I can't remember which one it is that like a characteristic is supposed to be that the demon has like horribly deathly rancid breath. <laughs> so anyways, so the darkness that Nyx, I think, in hindsight has always been referencing to me is really the darkness of of transformation, of self-transformation. Um, and of course, like I'm very thankful for those, that relationship and those experiences because that's how I got to where I am today. Um, if you're at all interested in anything I've mentioned so far, even when it comes to my own personal experiences, don't hesitate to do invocations yourself to invoke Satan the adversary, you know, keeper of the black flame into your own life. Um, so like, still though, if you're not very familiar with practicing Satanism, I understand that the idea of doing it yourself can be quite daunting, um, but really, in in reality, um, it's mostly, as I've described um, so far, amongst most types of Satanism, there's mainly a focus on personal sovereignty and respect and complete intolerance for bullshit. That's how I would generally characterize Satanism, black magic, the left-handed path, whatever you want to call it, okay? Um, anyways, let's talk a little bit about Satanic Ritual because that's a cool place to start if you're at all interested in experimenting with Satanism or any other kind of demon worship. Um, I um, feel like I'm gonna share um, one ritual and an, an evoking ritual that I've done a bunch of times used for various different spirits and it's worked pretty well uh, so far. So there's that. Um, I've used it to invoke Satan, Babylon, Nyx, um, other spirits that I don't remember and don't have off the top of my mind because I don't have my all of my notebooks in front of me. But yeah, it works very well. It's very effective. Um, the ritual only really requires some paper for note taking, a pencil, um, maybe something to play ritual music on of your choice, and a black scrying mirror. And of course, like some mood lighting, maybe some candles, dim the lights, whatever, you know, there's got to be some like dim lighting. Um, anyways, you initiate. So the way you do the ritual is you initiate your ritual space, whatever that means for you. So if you cast a circle or whatever, I personally don't cast circles, so I don't do this part. Then when the ritual mu with the music, the music playing and in the low lighting, you stare into the black mirror repeating something like, I don't know, Satan be with me and like chanting this, murmuring it, whatever, vibrating it, um, and repeating it nine times. Um, and continue to stand to the mirror the whole time and continue to stare after you finished chanting. Um, 
And if you stare into the mirror for long enough, um, you will start to receive some visions or symbols. Uh, take note of them on the pen with the pen and paper for interpreting later, and that's pretty much it. Um, if you start to dissociate from your body, you can just stop and continue later, um, or you can just continue forwards. It doesn't really make a difference, but that's something you may experience that I want to warn you of because when it happened to me the first time, I was very, very freaked out. I thought I had done something wrong. I was so worried. <laughs> um, either way, this is a super simple ritual you can perform to get into touch with Satan, or if you want, feel free to modify the, the ritual any way you please, even change the spirit it's meant to invoke, whatever, you know? Um, I have some of my own notebook, note, some of my own notebook. Okay, that sounds weird, but like I've ripped out some pages. So it's some of my notebook um, where I took notes from like various visions I saw doing this ritual. And um, mostly it was sort of, I didn't really see anything scary, surprisingly. I saw more freaky, like, slightly upsetting things when I was working more with Nyx than anything else. Um, but to be fair, I was working very, very intensely with Nyx for like a few months there. Anyways, mostly I would get consistently this vision of like this like dark, cold castle um, with like, reminds me honestly of like illustrations of like Freemason lodges with like the checkered floors. Um, anyways, like checkered floor, stone walls, and like crimson curtains and it's just cold and I can tell it's cold because I don't know if you live in a cold place but there's like this time in the morning when the sun is rising and the light is so it's like cold light I don't know how to describe it unless you live in a place where it is winter a lot of the time because when the snow I think it's something to do with the snow being on the ground making everything brighter because the snow reflects the sunlight everywhere and you could just look out your mirror and be outside your window sorry and be inside your house and tell that it's cold by looking anyways that's how I can tell it's cold in the vision anyways moving on um another thing that I do is like something I do with any spirit I'm working with heavily, which is say like a quick prayer to them before shuffling some tarot cards and pulling like a single card reading. Um, so that's something you can do for any spirit, but you know, we're focusing on Satan today. <sighs> Anyways, I'm like so out of breath. I have barely touched my tea. Let me take another sip. There are plenty of satanic invocations you can find all over the place on the internet. You don't even have to do mine that I recommend. Um, you can find lots of satanic invocations online or in books, or I believe if you go to sacredtexts.com, you can find free copies of like the Lamegaton or the Goetia or something, and you could try some of that stuff, which is definitely slightly different from what I've mostly gone over, but like they are similar and they have a relationship, and so you will get similarly fulfilling experiences. Anyways, that's all for this episode of the show. I hope you've enjoyed and appreciated our time together. Um, however, if you want to get into contact with me in between episodes, feel free to find me on Instagram as Rhea.Rising and on YouTube just as Rhea because I also make YouTube videos for your viewing pleasure. Um, you can also email me at BabylonRising.com 
podcast at gmail.com and these things are always linked in the description of the episode every single time even when i get bored and change my instagram handle i always update the links in the description so there's that anyways until next time my lovely luminaries ave babylon